Hello and welcome to episode 69, nice, of Clubhouse Combos. I am joined by just Evan on this Tuesday night. It is, yeah, it's Tuesday. Yes. Um, how you doing? Pretty good. Um, long day of work. Uh, man, it was hot out. I think it, it felt like 95. It was brutal in the sun. I was hoping my boss would let us out early, but unfortunately it did not come to fruition. So it was tough, but... Uh, got through it, and uh, I don't know, looking forward to a late-night pod here, reminiscent of our days at college, which will be back pretty soon. I know, right? Dude, I, I golfed this morning with my dad and, and Cole, and it's probably, it was like the second time I've ever played 18 holes. Holy shit, I, got, I was so fucking tired by the end of it. But How'd it go? Oh, I hit like shit. I just sliced my driver so bad, <laughs> but... I, don't know, I started aiming 90 degrees to the left and it fixed itself. There you so. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going yeah. tomorrow with Collins, so I can't wait to, I know. to see how that goes. I'll, I'll come back sh- with a full report. Um, <laughs> but no, that's, that's cool when you can uh, get some family time at the golf course while you're home. Yeah. All right, let's jump into this. Lots been going on. Uh, we never talked about yeah. NHL free agencies, so we're going to do a quick like 20 minute recap on that and then kind of dive into what's been going on today. Uh, MLB trade deadline just wrapped up two and a half hours ago. So kind of unpacking some of the, the moves that these playoff contenders have made, what that means for the current playoff race uh, going forward. And so I'm sure we'll have plenty to say. There's been so many fucking moves today. Uh, so it should be good. Uh, but we can start with hockey since we skipped over it last week to do our trade deadline preview. I uh, kind of just sectioned this off into a couple different groups of players. So I don't want to talk on too many players, but there's some important ones. As we start with uh, two guys who stayed home. They didn't go anywhere. Uh, Kenny Malkin re-signs with the Penguins after there was rumors that he would be signing elsewhere, uh, as well as Evander Kane sticking in Edmonton, uh, which I think makes a lot of sense uh, after the playoff he had to see how valuable he was to McDavid and Drysaddle to play alongside them. The Malkin one was a little surprising to me. Uh, I thought other teams would jump at it, but uh, good on Pittsburgh for keeping their own guys and you know re-upping for what should be another playoff run. Yeah, Malkin was interesting. I know we both had him leaving, so it was surprising to see that he stayed, especially at that price. I thought that was a pretty good price for Pittsburgh to come in at. Um, obviously, still going to be competitive. They they held a lot of pieces. They kept Ricard Raquel, uh, which was notable. So. Clearly gearing up for another run, and, man, the Metro and the Eastern Conference just keeps on getting better, it feels like. Uh, so that, to me, was a was a really interesting one. And what was the other one that you mentioned? Kane. Oilers. Oh, man, Kane. Which we both had, because uh, I remember we did a pod together, uh, kind of outlining where we thought guys would go. We both had Evander Kane staying, which it made too much sense. The perfect fit for Ken Holland and Jay Woodcroft in Edmonton. Uh, you know, he's a goal scorer, and, and he came in and played really well, and especially even in the playoffs uh, in that series against the L.A. Kings, I believe had a hat-trick. Calgary, uh, in that series, he played really well. So uh, you you got to feel like Edmonton is doing the right things, and uh, obviously they'll be competitive again as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, we did both have Kane to Oilers. I think I had Malkin pick it up by the Rangers. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember? Seattle. You Seattle. Seattle, yeah. I mean, I thought the Rangers was a good fit. I mean, they ended up getting Trocheck, so I can't complain. I mean, that's a 
fine signing. Uh, just the same thing. But good to see Pittsburgh keep him around. I think it's important to to keep him at the end of his career. Um, I guess we'll to the big names. We'll talk some big names. Obviously, we had that huge trade that we can talk about at the very end. But two of the big signings, obviously, Johnny Gaudreau, kind of the story of the uh, free agency period. Signs in Columbus, kind of a shocker uh, that he leaves. Uh, and Claude Giroux goes to Ottawa. Not as surprising. I think that it had been hinting it that way for weeks leading up to the uh, free agency period. But, I mean, Johnny Gaudreau, what the fuck? I think I had him going to the Devils. I thought he wanted to go home. He signs for, I think, less money than what Calgary was going to give him. It just It's weird to me that he would go somewhere that's not really contending right now. But I don't know what your thoughts on it is because it makes no sense. Well, I was shocked to see him leave Calgary. I thought that was one of the gimmies in our free agency when we were talking about our predictions. I thought he was 100% going back. They had the space for him to go back. And so when he left, I was shocked. I mean, you can understand it a little bit. He's been there his whole career. He's from the United States, obviously, in the metro area. You can understand it from that perspective a little bit. Um, but it, it was just a, a surprise, a surprise. Do I think Columbus is insanely far away? Honestly, no. Um, had a pretty good year last year under first-year head coach Brad Larson. So I like what they've done. They've had some success in the past. Obviously, we remember when they had Panarin in there who played really well and led them far into the playoffs. Um, you know, Matthew Shane was there at one point in time. So they kind of have this reputation of bringing in some, some flashy names and some flashy forwards up front on the offense. So Yarmo Kekalainen, he's been there for a while. So um, went out there, saw Gaudreau was there and, and wanted to bring him in. And listen, it's a good move for Columbus. Um, uh, you know, it, it's a tough Eastern Conference, though. I just brought it up with Pittsburgh um, when we were talking Pittsburgh. I don't know who's going to make it. I, I don't, but I think Columbus is going to have a respectable season next year. And I think Johnny Gaudreau, you can expect a lot. I was just shocked to see him leave Calgary. Yeah, and then to go and, and sign Patrick Line too, to it, almost the same amount of money uh, was kind of a slap in the face to all the other teams trying to sign him. I mean, Columbus, to me, is not close. I mean, I'm looking at their lines right now. you got Rorensky is now their top defenseman with Boquist. I mean, that's nothing special. Gaudreau is going to slide in to play with Boone Jenner. I mean... They're not close. I think Ottawa did more, uh, obviously picking up Giroux uh, and a couple other moves. I think Detroit did a couple other nice things. They kind of spent all their money. I don't know, Columbus, I mean, maybe by the end of his deal they're in. but Well, let's uh, not forget, too. I mean, this is a Columbus team that just, I believe, a year and a half ago at this point, it was in complete sell mode. They traded Seth Jones. I think when you have these teams now almost saying, all right, we want a quick two-year retool, you know, they brought in Boquist, who was awesome for them, was probably better than Seth Jones was last year. So I think they're doing it the right way. Um, you brought up Ottawa and obviously Giroux. I mean, that's a good move for them. I know you're high on them. Um, I know our good friend CT is high on them. I remember him saying that to me just the other night. So um, they're another super team. Detroit, I don't know. I, they're hard to figure out. But, I mean, Columbus, 84 points, I believe, last year. You know, you would maybe expect worse for a team that was retooling, and uh, listen, they'll probably be around the same number next year. That's true. It's interesting to see how these teams go about it. I mean, not everyone can be the Rangers and trade away Lundqvist and then immediately just retool and are are back in the conference final after going what they thought was going to be full rebuild. So I think, I mean, these teams need to do a rebuild. Not everyone can retool. I mean, the Bruins, I think, can – 
tweak some things, things like that. But the Columbus, I think, needs to go into a rebuild here. And we saw that last year when they moved Seth Jones and all their other pieces. Bobrovsky, yeah. uh, they let him go. So it makes sense what they're doing. Right. And and hockey is such is a sport where, I mean, guys tend to stay put. Uh, superstars tend to stay put. So if you can draft well and develop talent, um, listen, in like three years, if it's if it's what it should be, I mean, watch out. So I think uh, the NHL is different than a lot of other sports in that respect where guys will stay. So developing talent is so key. No, 100%. Uh, we can move on. A couple goalies on the move. I know we talked about them in our preview. Uh, Darcy Kemper signs a deal with the Capitals. Uh, Jack Campbell leaves Toronto, uh, goes cross-country to Edmonton. Uh, I like this for both teams. I think especially Edmonton. We saw Mike Smith couldn't get it done uh, in the playoffs, ever having a pretty respectable last few years. But I think Campbell's a huge upgrade. I think he plays in that tough environment in Toronto. And he's been uh, good every step of the way for them. So now you bring him in in a tandem with Stuart Skinner, who I think is pretty solid as a backup, uh, still young. And Kemper, uh, I mean, you saw the Capitals go f- full sale, getting rid of Vanacek and Samsonov. Now you bring in a guy who just won the Stanley Cup. Uh, he was pretty good uh, in the playoffs. So I think for both these teams, trying to re-up for another playoff run, I think these are two huge signings. Um, couldn't agree with you more, Kemper. Um, I believe I had him. We, we did a draft at, at one point last year, and I don't know if it was most underrated or, or what it was, but I chose uh, Kemper. I believe it was most underrated, and I chose Kemper at the time. Uh, I think he is an elite goaltender, and um, I've said that for a little while. And to get him at the price that Washington got him at, it's a complete steal. Complete steal. Love it. I mean – the duo of Vanacek and Samsonov had obviously, I think we would both agree, ran its course. It just it, they needed to do something different. It, it was stale, and so bringing in a guy like you said, Connor, who just won the Stanley Cup, is a huge upgrade for Washington, and and I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, a team that almost, you know, when the Bruins eliminated them, it felt like their time was fizzling out, and um, it's it's an awesome retool. Uh, and then obviously you look at Campbell. Agree. The pressure of Toronto is so big. He survived that, played really well there. And, uh, you know, Edmonton, it just felt like Edmonton was a goaltender away. And and so we'll see, too, if that comes, you know, to fruition, if they can finally get over that hump. But um, both both signings, I agree with you, Connor. Just just A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Yeah, I think they, they interviewed uh, McDavid last week, and they asked him, like, they thought of Campbell, and he said, you know, if, he's, if he can be successful in Toronto, he can be successful anywhere. So I think that says a lot about what the players think of him. So I'm super excited. He's a guy I really like. Is Toronto, like, we, you know, we joke about it, but is Toronto the most toxic almost environment to play in? I, I feel like it's got to be top three. Yeah. Uh, just, those fans are nuts. I definitely, I think top, top team there as far as they expect so much. They're kind of like the Yankees, you know, they expect so yeah. much of their players and they'll, they'll, they'll let you know when it's not happening. Um, I mean, and luckily for them, they have Austin Matthews who, who seems to, who seems, I mean, you compare him to the Yankees. He's like the Aaron judge of the NHL. I know. Right. <laughs> never sub scoring. Um, before we get to the big trade, I guess we should mention the two names that are still out there. Two big fish as uh, Nazem Kadri. Still on the market. I mean, no team has really – I haven't heard much in the past few weeks. Um, and Paul Stasny as well. 
I know he is waiting um, for a contender, uh, kind of seeing where the rosters lie and then making a decision. So I think him, you know, it comes down to what team, you know, Colorado, Edmonton, maybe Tampa opens their books for Stasny. But Kadri, I mean, there's only so many teams he could go to now that people have spent all their money. So I'm curious, do you have a, a destination in mind? Where do you think Kadri goes? Well, in our prediction episode, I said Kadri to Buffalo. Um, and I don't know, it, you know, the longer, do I think he'll go to Buffalo now? Probably not. But, um, the longer it goes, the less likely I'm inclined to believe he'll return. And, uh, I still think he should be paid well. And I did say it. I didn't think he would go back to Colorado because I did think that they were going to prioritize defensemen. Um, they obviously did that with man with the contract of Manson. And so I think it's funny you bring up Stastny in the same sentence. I had Paul Stastny to Colorado when we were doing our predictions. Uh, I just like the reunion story there, and uh, I think that would make a lot of sense. So if they want to almost go cheaper, I think that would make a lot of sense for them. Um, but Kadri, I mean, it, it's a dry market right now. I think a lot of teams like Detroit, I mean, you saw Detroit spend lots of money early on. You saw a lot of teams uh, kind of jump early. Interesting interesting to see Kadri, though, st- still out there. I think he's a really, obviously, great player. I think he made his mark this past season, uh, breakout season with Colorado. Um, carried a lot of the weight when guys like McKinnon and uh, Landeskog were down. So I'm curious to see where he goes. But, you know, at this point, I don't think it will be Colorado. I don't think it will be Buffalo either, but I don't think he's going back to Denver. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like Colorado is probably still in the mix for him. I know Elliot Friedman talked about the Islanders as probably a fit for him. So I think it's probably down to those two teams because I I had Detroit as my pick, but I think they've spent all their money uh, on other players. So for him, it's tough. I mean, that's why you really can't wait uh, during free agency. And on Stasny, I mean, I figure he probably wants to just sign a team-friendly deal, go for a contender, uh, contender which is awesome. I love when players just want to win and don't care about the money. So hopefully a good team picks him up because he's super valuable. Um, I think that's it. I get, well, we have to talk about the, the trade. Yeah. Uh, ha- yep. Happened while I was in the fucking shower. Um, <laughs> fucking, uh, but to, to Chuck, uh, traded from the Flames to the to Panthers for Jonathan Huberto, Uyghur, a couple other things that I forget, picks, I think. It was just wild. I mean, two hundred point scores. I mean, when do we ever see a swap like that? I mean, Tuchuk immediately signs his extension. It seemed it was a sign and trade, I think, um, which was wild. First uh, I ever. Think First ever. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, and I think Huberto is open to uh, extending with the Flames. From what well, I, I did but see I mean, today it, that um, him and Brad Tree Living, the GM in Calgary, met in Montreal today or yesterday. And got dinner and sat down together. I'm not sure if you saw that, but uh, obviously yeah. a good sign there for Calgary. No, 100%. But I mean, it's just wild. I mean, 200-point scores. I mean, Huberto has been a rock for Florida uh, every season I've watched him. And Tuchuk is kind of coming into his prime. So, I mean, it's just crazy. I, I don't really know what Florida's doing. I remember we floated that tweet around amongst our group mm-hmm. chat where they basically just rented out Giroux and a couple other guys along with Tuchuk for all these prospects and Huberto. So I don't really know what the plan in Florida is. I think they took a dip. Um, I think Uyghur is an underrated player. And the Flames, I mean, they lose to Chuck. I think they're going to lose a couple other guys. But Huberto is a great piece. So I I think they're in a prime position to repeat into the playoffs, and then anything can happen from there. 
Well, this trade was nuts. You saw Jonathan Huberto come out and say that he would be open to a contract extension. You saw Mackenzie Weir come out and say that he would be open to a contract extension. They get the first-round pick. They also get a player. So, obviously, great job by Calgary. And there's a reason why Tree Living's been there for a while. He's one of the best in the business. Um, Florida is so, you know, it's interesting. Matt Kachuk, I think, is a great player. I think in, you know, two, two, three years he'll be – I could – say this pretty confidently I think he'll be a top 15 player in the league if he's not that already right now I think he's so damn good um so I think the best player in the trade was Kachuk I know we talk about Huberto and obviously he did a lot of great things but um I don't think he is the superstar that Kachuk has the potential to be if that makes sense 42 goals I believe for Kachuk last year Huberto's more of a playmaker that's how I view him um uh, a great passer, uh, great vision, but I think Kachuk's the goal scorer, and I think Kachuk's got the higher ceiling. Obviously, now Florida has him locked up for, for the long term. Um, but it was such a wild trade, such a wild trade. And and I think both teams are going to win in, in the end. Um, and obviously, we'll see if either team can get a cup in the next you know five, six years uh, to make it worth it. But it's one of those trades where you're not going to be able to judge it fully until five years from now. Oh, no, 100%. I think the truck is still hitting his stride, and Huberto is just so consistent. So you're right. I, I think a goal scorer is kind of what Florida needed. They didn't really have that. I mean, Verhage kind of stepped into that role, but, I mean, he's no no star like the truck is. So I think it made a lot of sense for both sides. It was just so shocking. I never even hear Huberto name being mentioned in any kind of deals and then boom there he goes as fucking trevino hits a home run and it's four to three now Shit. Uh, well i would just yankees. say i know fuck the yankees well i would just say this while we're on the topic of florida i wonder what they were thinking i guess a little bit right if they didn't believe in andrew brunette as the head coach which they they didn't obviously they uh, you know the interim head coach if maybe it wasn't the year last year to buy and go all in. If you, obviously they brought in Sherratt, who they had to let go as I have to plug in my laptop. Um, they brought in Ben Sherratt from Montreal. You know, that didn't really work out. They bring in Giroux. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head if they brought in anybody else, but it felt like a weird year to go all in considering. I don't know if it was their year yet. I know they were like the best team in the Eastern conference, but clearly, you had an interim head coach. You had, you know, you had to fire Quenville at the beginning of the year. Uh, Ekblad missed a lot of time. You know, it, it just it, it felt weird. It felt like a weird year to just say, "All right, I'm trading everybody away, or I'm trading all my assets away just to try to win the cup this year." When you had the Rangers, Tampa, who were going to be tough to beat, and obviously <clears throat> the power play was poor, and Bobrovsky and is still. Uh, He's a question mark. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but maybe it wasn't the year. I know it's 2020 hindsight, but. No, you're right. But I mean, they did win the president's trophy. So I think if there's a year to, to go win on it, I, maybe then, but I mean, Toronto, you're right. Toronto looks so good at the time. And Colorado is just steamrolling teams that, I mean, if they really thought that they could compete with them, then maybe, but I mean, they didn't even get to face them in the playoffs. They didn't make that around two. Um, and we really didn't see any impact from the players that they acquired. So I guess, no, you're, I mean, 2020 hindsight, you're right. But 
it didn't seem like it was their time, just much a lot of talent. And now, you know, with the Rangers just going nuts, Colorado, Tampa is always in the mix. I mean, it's really never going to be their year with Bobrovsky eating up $10 million for the next five-something <laughs> years. It's That's such a terrible deal. It's so bad. Um, But that can wrap up the hockey talk. I mean, I think the more exciting stuff has been happening today um, and yesterday, MLB trade deadline just hits um so many deals i think it's one of the more memorable trade deadlines i can remember a lot of star players moving around i think the best way to do this i guess we can i think we should look at all the playoff contenders and kind of look at the moves they made uh and what's been going on there uh so we're gonna start in the al we'll start at the top with the yankees obviously they get ben attendee a couple days ago um scott efros from the cubs obviously the big headliner frankie montas from the a's Anyway, they get rid of Gallo. They bring in Harrison Bader and a Jordan Montgomery mm-hmm. deal. So I think I think it was a good deadline for them. Obviously, the Montas deal is huge to bring in a new pitcher. They can get rid of Gallo and replace him with Bader, who can play center field, which is big for them. Uh, they can move Judge back over to right field where he's more comfortable. Um, and Efros is really good uh, from what I've seen from him with the Cubs. So I think I think they hit on all the areas of need. Ben Attendee as well. Um, Outside of replacing, like, kind of Falefa at short, I think they killed the deadline, especially with Michael King out for the season. I don't know. I, I don't think they're the top dogs anymore. I think Houston is kind of moving into that spot, but I don't know what you think on how the Yankees have been doing lately. Um, well, I've kept the Yankees number one in my power rankings for a little while now. Um, I love what they did uh, at this deadline. You, you know, I said in the text to Dan um, – I said, I think they need a starter, and I think they need a reliever. And Montas was perfect after Castillo got taken off the board. You know, you throw in Trevino in that trade who, like you said, in a text, you know, he'll probably have a great, you know, second half of the year for them. F. Ross, another good add. Bader can play great defense. He can run, gives them more flexibility. Now you got – now for them, they I mean, they're dangerous, right? Tim LaCastro – um, Falefa, Bader. Now this team can run. They can play better defense. Um, you know that they've got a lot of power. You know, Judge alone, Matt Carpenter's has been unbelievable as well. Um, you know, Trevino, a, a catcher, even right, is doing great things. They're going to get Stanton back. Uh, I think they got better in every way, and uh, I would be shocked if it's not Houston, New York, in the LCS. Uh, I. Don't know why I want to be. No, I agree. I mean, it's it's definitely headed that way unless Toronto can kind of make a, a surge uh, down the stretch. But these suits, they just seem so much better than everyone else. I mean, we had, Mariners had a 4 nothing lead, and even that's not safe from these fucking clowns. Um, they're just such a good team. Um, I guess we can move, move to the Astros since, you know, these two guys are destined for a matchup in the playoffs. I mean, they get Mancini. They get Vasquez the other night from the Red Sox. They get Will Smith from the Braves. Am I missing some? I feel like I'm missing someone. Um, I, no, I mean, I think, that's, I think those are the most notable pieces. Yeah. I, I I like them. I don't think they made too much of a splash. Obviously, Vasquez is better offensively than Maldonado, who certainly wasn't cutting it for them hitting-wise. Um they do love him, so I, I, I understand wanting to keep him around, but 
Vasquez does bring that bat uh, if they want to use him as a DH. Uh, Mancini, obviously a good bat. Sad to see him leave uh, Baltimore. And Will Smith has been a stud for years. They get rid of Oda Rizzi, who's kind of a middling pitcher, so that's not even a big big uh, loss for them. So I think, I mean, there wasn't many holes on their roster. I mean, they're pretty stacked. So, I mean, the rotation's stacked. The the outfield, the infield, they're, they're stacked across the board, and then they just add a couple more pieces. And I think they're, I personally think they're the top team in, in the AL. I've had them atop my power rankings for, I think, two or three weeks running now. And I know, I know you haven't made that jump yet, but I, I think they're there. Uh, they're definitely, you know, one, you know, in my opinion, I think they're one B, uh, you know, it, it's so close though. And obviously they got better. I mean, Christian Vasquez was having an awesome year for the Red Sox. One of the better Red Sox players all season long. Um, really had a great last two, three months. Uh, Mancini, he brings character. I think he brings good leadership. A likable dude. I mean, how could you not love this guy? This guy beat cancer. Like, awesome story. Great person. You love to add anybody like that. And we'll get in a, you know, other moves later. But, like, I think leadership goes such a far away in, in any sport. So, I think adding him was awesome. And you brought up Will Smith, right? Left-handed reliever. There's not too many of those. And uh, he gets the job done. He's had a familiarity with closing. Um, been around a while. Always good at a vet- veteran reliever. So I think the Astros also were deadline winners. Um, <clears throat> do I think they won like the Yankees? No, I think they. they I do think that they won, and um, you know it, it, it's going to be the ALCS matchup. Like let's not, let's not sugarcoat it. The, Toronto can't compete with these teams. I hate to say it, but I don't think they can. Minnesota, no. Cleveland, no. Tampa, hell no. You know. One A, one B for now, and we'll see. We'll see, Connor, if the Astros can make the jump for me. I don't know. I think think they're there, but I wouldn't count out Toronto. Who we can talk about next? I think they've been on a pretty far fucking fire lately. They're up to three game the cushion and the wild card. I mean that rotation's awesome. I mean the the on paper their lineup is fantastic. They just haven't been able to put it together. But you add Whit Murrayfield to bring speed. Uh, I mean his bat really hasn't been there this year. But apparently he's going to get vaccinated. So, I mean, we'll take that speed any day. They bring in Anthony Bass, who I know we both really like uh, from the Marlins. I think that was the biggest need for them, bullpen help. They bring in him and Pop, I think his name was. I don't really think he was that notable. But more bullpen arms, the better for them because they've been relying on Romano way too much. Outside of that, really nothing there. Um, So I think for them to address the bullpen was huge. Uh, I think they'll easily coast into the playoffs down the stretch as the third best team in the AL. I agree with you that they'll coast into the playoffs. I agree with you that they're probably the third best team in the American League. Personally, while I love the Whit Merrifield and the Bass move, I really think this team should have addressed the rotation. I personally am not super high on this rotation. Uh, Kevin Gosman. He's having a great start tonight, so I'll give him some credit. But he's been sliding of late. Um, he's had a tough last couple months. His whip on the season, I believe, is now 1.32. Um, so he's kind of fallen off a little bit. We've seen Berrios get absolutely bombed in multiple starts this season. So 
I would have loved to see them go get Montas. I thought that was going to be something that they were – I know they were rumored to be in there for a little bit. Um, even maybe a guy like – I know he didn't get moved, but a Kyle Hendricks would have been nice. I think you had to do something to address the rotation. And I think it, it is going to be what holds them back. Um, you know, we talk about Houston's rotation, right? Five strong starters. You look at the Yankees. I mean, Cortez, unreal year. Severino's there now, fully healthy. Um, you know, they had Montas. So would have liked to see Toronto do something with the rotation. I was disappointed that they didn't. Uh, and I think it might co- come back to cost them. <clears throat> no, that's fair. I know they were on guard for a few days. So missing on him is, is kind of big. I know they talked to the Marlins about Pablo Lopez that never manifested. So you're right. I think upgrading there would have been nice. Uh, although Ross Tripling has done a pretty good job as their back end starter. They're pretty impressed with him this year. Wait, wait, I mean, the more arms you can get at the deadline, the better. I think that's usually how good teams succeed down the stretch. Um, so for them to not get any arms, I think you're right, is, is a miss. And outside of that, in the AL, I mean, the Twins, they pick up uh, Jorge Lopez. It's a pretty good move. I mean, they needed more bullpen help. It's not too notable. And the Guardians made, like, one minor. They traded yeah. with the Twins, which was wild to me that they would even do that. Um, but they didn't do much. Uh, the Mariners get Luis Castillo, I guess the only other notable move, um, which is cool. He's going tomorrow against Garrett Cole. I'm pretty excited. So I've been a fan of his for a couple of years, but AL, AL was pretty quiet. I feel like the NL kind of made all the moves. I mean, obviously the Red Sox, I don't really know what to make of what the fuck they did. They bought a couple pieces, then sell off their, their best catcher. So I'm, I don't know. I mean, anything else you want to talk about in the AL that um, on your mind? Yeah, Cleveland had them twelfth in my rankings. Uh, I don't know why they didn't. They weren't more aggressive. I thought they should have been. So good for Minnesota getting Mealy, um as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right, uh, and and obviously Jorge Lopez, who you did note earlier in in, in uh, attacks, does have some team control, so that's good for them. Um, so if I could do that over again, I would slide Cleveland out, Minnesota in. Red Sox. <clears throat> I love Ho- I love the Hosmer move, by the way. Um, you get San Diego to eat a lot of that. Talk about guys who um, provide leadership. Guys who've been around a while, and I think Hosmer is perfect for that. One, he's a ch- he's a champion with Kansas City, uh, a leader. I love that. A, a left-handed hitter. I saw in a tweet today he's hitting, I believe, Steve Peralt, three sixty-four overall in his career at Fenway. I think it's a perfect fit. Although you question why they traded Vasquez if they want to try to win, maybe keep him. I it just the way Han Moon went about it was interesting. Um, you know, I, I would have rather him bought solely or sold solely. Personally, I thought they were going to sell. They kept JD, so you're probably going to lose him at the end of the year. Um, I don't think they're going to beat the Yankees, Astros, or Blue Jays in a series, so I don't really know why they bought, honestly. So I like the Hosmer move, but the other one's Tommy Pham. That's weird. Um, Should have sold more pieces. I uh, was surprised. Yeah, I would have liked to see them sell. I mean, if any, if they were going to buy, I wanted to see them get more arms because outside of Yavaldi, who even him has not been very good, they don't really have anyone. I mean, I, I, getting Hosmer for free, basically, I mean, they're paying off all his money is, is pretty awesome. I mean, Bobby Dalbeck and Cordero have been absolutely now, disgraceful. <laughs> That's cool. I did see that. Did they put Jake Room in that trade with Hosmer? Yes, I, they did. That felt weird to me also. He's a guy who at one point was highly touted and now he's gone in a trade for Eric Hosmer. I, I don't know. I mean, who, who yeah, might I don't know. 
I don't know. It, we'll see. Uh, very strange. Very strange offseason uh, off coming up for the Red Sox. We'll have to see yeah. what the fuck they do come season end. There's no way they make the playoffs, right? I don't I can't imagine. If they do, they're not going to last very long. <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking agree. And maybe, they, hey, maybe, maybe if they, uh, you know, had the NL leader and homers on on their team, and maybe uh, a guy who's heating up in Milwaukee. I mean, felt like they fit what we were, you know, building on last year. But you know, that's just the thought. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh well. Um, we'll flip to the National League. I, I mean, we have to start with the Padres because holy shit, they did so much today. They get Juan Soto after I thought that I personally thought Juan Soto wouldn't get moved till the offseason. They get it done for Abrams, Gore, uh, James Woods, a couple of Hassell is a big one. Hassell, 21st ranked prospect in baseball. I was seeing, yeah, I mean, holy <laughs> shit. So, I mean, starting, I mean, Soto's obviously a stud. To, I mean. That's unreal. I mean, what else? Did, I feel like they uh, they got Josh Hader yesterday, like the best closer in all baseball since fucking Mariano Rivera, and they get him for pretty much nothing. I mean, give up Rogers, who's been terrible, uh, a couple other pieces, I, which I thought I thought was a good haul for the um, who the fuck had him? The Brewers. I thought the Brewers actually got made out pretty okay from that deal. I did too. I thought I thought they did well. Rogers has twenty eight saves on the year, so it's not like he's complete trash. I know we lost the job, but he'll come in and, and be fine. Yeah, but I mean, and the Padres, and to get Josh Bell on that deal too, like what, like so, and Brandon Drury. Yeah, I was so disappointed. I really wanted Brandon no. Drury. His team was so on him. I know, but I mean that's a huge. He'll be an everyday player for them. Um, they trade away Luke Voigt. I saw he was the Hosmer replacement um, since his no trade clause didn't get waived. Um, but I mean, I feel like they have to be right up there with the Dodgers and Mets now. I mean, on paper, Machado, you got to get Tatis back, and now Juan Soto. That's on pace, on par with the fucking Dodgers who just buy their way into good teams. I mean, they're they're right up there for me now. Yeah. Um, hard not to put them up there. I mean, Machado, Tatis coming back, Bell, Soto. You know, you still got Cronenworth there, Brandon Drury, Alfaro, who's had a good year. Like, it's unreal. Unreal. And the rotation, I – the rotation is where I'm still iffy, and I know I shouldn't be iffy because they have a lot of good names, but I still – the only guy I fully 100% trust in that rotation is Musgrove, and I don't trust anyone else. Like, I think this is where the Dodgers and Mets have the advantage – is with the pitching. Um, <clears throat> Tyler Anderson's been unbelievable. You still got Kershaw. You still got, um, you know, Consum. We, we That's a separate conversation. But you look at the Mets, Scherzer, Tywin Walker's having an unbelievable year. You still got Chris Bassett there. DeGrom just came back. So to me, that's where those two teams are better than the Padres. Um, I love the aggressiveness, and I love the Soto trade for both teams, but – I'm just going to get it on the record. I don't think the Padres will be in the World Series, uh, and I'll get that on the record now. I, I just It'll be the Mets or the Dodgers, I think. Or, you know, Atlanta wouldn't even surprise me. But I think the pitching is going to come back to haunt San Diego a little bit. I mean, I think their, their pitching is pretty good. I mean, Musgrove has been Cy Young level. You got Darvish has been really good. Clevenger has been really good since coming back. And now you add Hayter. 
to you know Luis Garcia and Nick Martinez back there. That's pretty pretty formidable. But I, I think you're right. I think it is the Mets show. To be honest, I've been on the Mets for a while or the Dodgers, neither of which did much at the deadline. To be honest, I mean the Mets made one trade um, for Darren Ruff. Uh, who got no? Who got Robertson? David Robertson. Uh, Phillies, right? Phillies. All right, yeah, we'll get to them in a second. But Mets and Dodgers, I feel like didn't didn't do much at all. A couple minor deals for the Dodgers. Uh, they get Joey Gallo, who maybe he turns it around. Who knows? I hope he, I hope he turns it around, but I wouldn't call that anything major. So I mean, we can really skip over them. They didn't really do what I thought they would do. I guess after you miss out on Juan Soto, there's really not much you can do. Oh, I think they, Santana yeah. puts a drive into one. Gone. No, it was off the wall, but we are going to score one. Also, Jorge Mateo just hit a uh, three-run home run. This guy is unbelievable. Oh, dude, stop it. Um, All right, wait. Scored two. Take it. But, yeah, no, I think uh, it's a good point. I mean, I, you know, the, really, to me, the Dodgers' big ad this year was Freddie Freeman, obviously. Um, they're getting healthy, so I think you can understand that. And you look at all the moves the Mets made. They get Jacob DeGrom back, who you could say, all right, that's their deadline guy. That's their deadline addition. Jacob DeGrom, no big deal. They're, they've been one of the best teams in baseball without him. They get him back now. So you can look at it from, from that sort of angle. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. And, uh, wow, what a day, huh? I know, right? God, I just think about all these moves. I'm like, what the hell? I'm on the golf course checking my phone every five fucking seconds. I'm getting blown up. Um, it's just fucking pretty awesome. I think, honestly, the NL, it's going to come down to the Phillies and Cardinals. I think the other five teams are pretty set in stone. But, I mean, the Phillies were so aggressive. <laughs> and the Cardinals, the Cardinals did jack shit outside of getting Montgomery and Kitana, who are two middling arms. Whereas the Phillies go and get fucking Syndergaard, they get Robertson, which is huge. I mean, one of the teams without a bona fide closer, you bring in Robertson, who's been fantastic. Syndergaard is a household name. He's been pretty solid. Did they get any bats? I don't... They no. must have. Really? No. I feel like Dan, Dan was saying some shit about bats. <laughs> um, they should have. I mean... Oh, they got a... Uh, oh, no, they didn't get... Uh, Never mind. I mean, I like Montgomery and I like Quintana. That was their weakness all year. It was the rotation. Um, with Jack Flaherty's health in question, I mean, Michaelis has been unbelievable. He's got a sub three. <clears throat> but outside of that, they've struggled. So I think that was really good. Uh, I think you had to address the rotation. You did uh, with two guys who I think will play well. Um, but even if you look at it, like, I have been low on the Brewers. And, and you know, coming in, I had them number one. Um, I think the Cardinals' best chance to make the playoffs is to win the division. Uh, only uh, let me look at this right now. I mean, because I am partially a Cardinals fan now. Uh, I've kind of jumped off the Red Sox when they were playing like garbage, uh, just so I can have some sort of stake invested a little bit in the rest of this year. Um, but the Cardinals, I mean, they're three games back of Milwaukee. I mean, one series away. Uh, from from making a difference, but I mean, you look at the run differential. Even like Cardinals plus sixty seven, Milwaukee plus forty. Like even on paper, it's like okay, like it's it's pretty close. Uh, so um, I agree with you that it would probably come down to uh, the Phillies and um, Cardinals for that last spot. 
but I do think the Car- I think the, the Phillies are going to get it, and I think the Cardinals are going to have to win their division. No, I think that's fair. I think the NL East is kind of out of reach for the Phillies at this point. Um, that Central is kind of pretty close. Uh, Phillies did get Brandon Barsh. He's not much of a big hitter, though. Um, I think the only other move worth talking about, uh, Rizal Iglesias goes to the Braves. We didn't really touch on the Braves. Um, they weren't that active either, to be honest. Uh, but Rizal, huge move. They get Oda Rizzi. Um, so really securing that pitching uh, since, you know, Ian Anderson has been pretty up and down this year. And, I mean, Kenley, I, I assume Kenley keeps the job. I was looking at the numbers. Rizal's had a pretty off year, but just to have him immediately replace Will Smith as the setup guy is so huge because I do think he's such a good pitcher. And I think the Braves have a really good shot of playing spoiler in the playoffs to either, you know, the Dodgers or the Mets. So I don't think they're that far behind in the race, uh, if I'm being honest. I don't, no, I think that's like, completely fair. I mean, the NL is going to be so interesting. I mean, I would love Dodgers. You know, we know what they are. The Mets, we know what they are. I would love St. Louis in there because you get the firepower with Arenado and Goldschmidt, plus I'm kind of on that train. Braves, Padres, Phillies. I mean, the bloodbath of the playoffs, that would be in the National League. Like, I don't even care about the AL. The Sox aren't in it, I don't care. And so I'm going to watch a lot of these NL games because it's going to be insane baseball to watch. Like, I am genuinely, if it's those six teams, <clears throat> I'm so excited. I'd be so excited. I don't know about you. No, 100%. I mean, last year, we were, preseason, we were promised a, a two-team arms race between Padres and Dodgers, and the Padres ended up missing the playoffs, and we deal with the deal with the fucking Giants, which was it was awesome to watch the Giants, but, like, mm-hmm. I want to see the Padres in the mix with all the star power that they have. Um, I don't really have any stake in it. I, I want to see the Mets. So the Mets are the team I'm backing on the NL side. I think they're they're fun, and I like their players, but I don't know. Oh my god, we just got Aaron Judge out. Holy shit. It's <laughs> a fucking miracle. Couldn't wish that happened a little bit more last week, but uh it, you know, fortunately did not. Um, yeah, I did I think I hit he hit ten home runs against you in fantasy. Oh my god. Stupid. Like Collins out here telling me that when his team hits nine homers, he's like, Oh, I had a good day at the plate. Like and then I send him a picture of Judge's stats, he's like, Oh. Um yeah. but no, I agree. It, it was so funny. I remember we put a poll up. Um of like which rotation was better, like which which uh, NL West juggernaut is gonna, you know, get further, the Padres or the Dodgers? This was obviously the year that they missed, and uh, I think it's it's funny that it's come full circle, and now here we are, and we're actually gonna get it, and it's gonna be unreal. It's gonna be unreal. I'm I'm so excited. I'm excited. I mean, last year when, like, Trevor Bauer was pitching against Tatis, like, those were – I fucking loved watching those games. So I, I'm super excited to see those two duke it out. I hope they meet up in the playoffs. I'm uh, not sure how the, the seating is going to work uh, with where they're situated right now, but time will tell. Is there any other trades that you want to talk about? Uh, I think it is noteworthy to touch on um, with the Cubs not moving Contreras. Um, Ken Rosenthal went on – with the flipping bats pod with Justin Verlander's brother Ben and said that three players were guaranteed to be traded. Luis Castillo, Juan Soto, both those happened. And then he said Wilson Contreras. Um, really interesting they didn't move him. I thought for sure they were going to. Uh, they didn't. You know, Dan brought up the point in our chat that, you know, he does seem to like it there. And I'll, I'll agree with that. But um, 
I was shocked. I, I don't know about you. I was shocked. I I think he only has like this is last year on the deal, right? Yeah, free agent. So I don't like they're moving Robertson, who's also in the last year of his deal. They're moving Efros, although he has like five years of control. That's a underrated pickup for the Yankees. But mm. like you think that they're going full fire sale like they've done in the past with you know Rizzo and Baez, like to complete the fire sale, you know? Bryant, like, too. Yeah. yeah, Bryant. Like why are you keeping Couture's around to suffer? Even Hendricks could have been moved. So I very confusing. Yeah, I mean that hug was just for nothing now, right? I know. I mean such a strange, strange moment. I do want to talk. We didn't really talk about the hater deal a lot. I saw a video today. They asked Devin Williams about it, and he looked like he had just been fucking shot. He looked so depressed, as did oh. the rest of the clubhouse, to lose their fucking star arm. So uh, the, I think the Brewers, I think the Brewers fuck that. I mean, I understand they've been shopping him for I think two seasons now with how much he's going to make, and I get you have Devin Williams who's equally as good but like i don't know man you're in you're in it to win it this year like what are you doing they run away they have zero chance uh the reason i have just been so low on them is their lineup i think their lineup sucks like i'm sorry someone has to say it um hunter renfro is good uh he's been hot but i mean rowdy telez Luis urias um Colton Wong. These aren't players that get me excited. You know what gets me excited? Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Gorman, XYZ. Um, just so unexciting. And then you trade your closer. That is demoralizing. And I hope, you know, as this, like, Cardinals fan now for, for the time being, uh, unless the Sox you know, miraculously turn around, I hope this fucks them. Um, because I think it is going to negatively affect the clubhouse. I think we would both agree with that. And then clearly it oh. has, based on what you're telling me. 100%. Same way the Vasquez move is going to affect the Sox clubhouse. But, I mean, uh, the Brewers, I feel like the Brewers had a chance. I mean, the pitching, I think, is good enough for them that they can compete with some of these top lineups if they can just scrape by a couple runs. But you're right. The bats are just not there. Even even with Renfro getting hot lately, like, Yelich has been pretty mid this year. And, like, yeah, exactly. I forgot he fucking existed. <laughs> so right. it doesn't matter when you have Williams and Hayter when you can't get it there. Even though I do think they're a good team, and I think they may make a splash in the playoffs, but I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, that's it's such a demoralizing move. If I was a Brewers fan, to see him mm-hmm. go, I don't know. I don't really know what to feel. I um, mean, they've been close. Like they missed their time in the years past when they were playing the Dodgers in the LCS. I mean, that was their chance to get over the hump. Um, you know, who was the pitcher that hit a home run in that game? Was it Woodruff? It might have been Woodruff. Uh, like they've they've been close and uh, that was obviously the year christian yelich was unreal and um i feel like they missed their time and now it seems it's always going to be the dodgers time but then it's going to be it's now the padres time and it's now the maybe the phillies time and and the mets time so it's just uh i think they they botched it and if they were gonna get to the world series it would have been two three years ago yeah i think of that that game against the Nationals where the ball went under the right fielder's glove and off Juan Soto and they scored all those runs and they blew it. And then, you know, they go, Nats go on to win the World Series. Like, I mean, it's tough. It's tough, it's tough when your team doesn't want to win. <laughs> when your team is in that window where they have a shot and they just never get over the hump. Luckily enough for the Red Sox, I mean, 2018 was awesome. But, um, 
you know, it, it's, it's tough when you're, you're in that window and you can't win it. I mean, that's why you, it's a different sport, but you look at the, the, the Celtics, um, to get the, to the NBA finals is awesome. I mean, you know, their window's a little bit longer than obviously the Brewers window was, but, um, you just hope you can come out of this window with a championship and, uh, when, when you can't sucks, sucks. It sucks. Man, hopefully the Mariners make the playoffs this year. I'm really hoping. <laughs> I mean, the right. Yankees now, I guess you never know, do you? Don't jinx it. Um, all right. I think that wraps up trade deadline stuff. Uh, I think next week, I don't know what's on the docket for next week. Probably no. some more, ba- more baseball stuff. We might do our, our football expansion draft thing that we've been debating about yeah. in the chat. Um <laughs> So keep an eye out. I'm sure we'll talk about something, maybe more uh, hockey news if Kadri or someone signs. But I did say know. I would. Uh, I think it would be cool maybe to get um, Andrew Gardner on here to talk some Red Sox. I, I was texting with him a little bit today. Would love to get him on um, as his own pod, Red Sox podcast. Goes to friggin' every game, by the way, as he's interning in Boston. I'm very jealous. Uh, student nines, unreal for this kid. But uh, Gonebridge podcast. Great listen, so uh, check that out. We'll try to get him on. Yeah, absolutely. I think we should definitely dedicate an episode to talk some socks and unpack a puzzling deadline from yes. our friend High and Bloom. Maybe yeah. we can get him on the pod. Oh my god! Oh my god! Could you imagine? You know, we'd have to. We'd have to make sure Dan uh, washes his mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, all right. I think that'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, put out a post soon um but peace out everyone put your tears away in the fear today you can drive off towards that summertime sunset the sweat you ain't done yet take the keys leave the regrets write your letters place your bets i'll be the one who accepts